Hi, thanks for listening to C3 Hobart Online. If this message impacts you in any way, please don't hesitate to contact us. Thanks for listening. Praise the Lord. Let's just remain standing for a short while. And we just want to pray. I just want to invite you maybe to lift your hands if you can before God and just welcome the Holy Spirit in this place this morning. Father, we thank you. Holy Spirit, we invite you. We pray, God, that you may do that which only you can do. We are praying, O oh God, that you may fill this place with your presence so that we feel it. I pray for an encounter this morning, O oh God, in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Praise God. Please do take your seats. Glory to Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, if you haven't met me before, my name is Innocent. I'm married to Petronella, and we've got two wonderful kids, Prophecy and Promise. We've had a very wonderful few weeks where we have had the Equip Week. Pastor Claude Carello was here last week and his wife Caroline. And he shared so powerfully to us. He had a message for this Hobart church. And he did say that God told him that he needed to tell us that we need to guard against complacency. He encouraged us to cultivate a culture of compassion. And he said, in our day-to-day walk, we need to be emitting the message of Christ or the life of Christ into people. I, we, we also had uh, Vicky, the prophetess. I really liked it because we had a diverse uh, spiritual gifts in operation during the Equip Week. And I did enjoy the Monday when Vic was here because she did like a practical approach to the prophetic gift. Most people at times when they are gifted by God, they want to keep it like a little secret. They don't want people to know what they know. They don't want people to hear how they hear from God. But I liked Vicky because she was telling us how she normally operates in that gift, the prophetic gift. And they say, she said at times she doesn't know, but she goes out by faith. And Pastor Sean introduced our topic, the one we are having now, which is called, It's Not Weird. I remember the first week he said some things that were really powerful that I still remember now. That at times we are reluctant to teach about certain things in church because of our own fears. Because of our own doubts. We are scared to be labeled fanatics. We are scared to be labeled people that are extreme. Up to an extent that certain things, we become silent about those things. But I'm so glad that in this church, we are so open to what the word of God says. We share what the word of God says. We dwell with what the word of God says to us. Acts chapter 1, verse 8, it says, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. You will be my witnesses 
in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. I like little stories. A guy by the name Herbert Jackson, he was teaching at a seminary, teaching a missions class. So he was telling them about his life when he was doing missionary work. He said where he went, he was given a car. But that car wouldn't start. It needed a push start. So he said he devised a plan. Every time he went to places, he would park the car on an incline, on a hill. So that it's easy to just come down and get a kickstart. He had that car for two years. And for those two years, every time he moved around, he had to look for an incline. He had to look for a hill to park his car. Ill health meant he had to, be, to come back home. And another missionary came to take his place. As he was handing over to the other missionary, he decided to tell him about his cleverness in starting that car which wouldn't start. And the new missionary checked the car and found a loose wire and connected that loose wire and started the car and it started very well. He says, I was embarrassed that for two years, for two years, two whole two years, I was busy pushing a car, parking it at places that are so inconvenient to him just because he didn't realize that there was a disconnection, a power that needed to be connected. And God was just saying to me that this is our lives at times, that we are living lives that are disconnected to the source of power, that we spend years and years at times struggling with things that we shouldn't be struggling with, at times worrying about things that we shouldn't be worrying with. God wants us to connect to the source of power. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 18, Paul says, the NIV, it says, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy pe people, and his an incomparably great power for us who believe. The Living Bible put it a bit more simpler. He says, I pray that you begin to understand how incredibly great his power is to help those who believe in him. The power of the Holy Spirit, of the power of God, is available to us to help us on our day-to-day -day lives, our daily living. Paul calls it incredible power. He calls it incomparable power. And he says that power is available to us who believe. How many times do we live lives and we are not too sure, but and yet the power is there for anyone, anyone who believes to help us in our daily walk. I'm going to be talking about the Holy Spirit, about the fact that it's not weird to talk about the Holy Spirit. Jesus himself, the Son of God, the Bible says 
He was full of the Holy Spirit. If you read Luke chapter 3, he was baptized by John. And the Holy Spirit came upon him in a bodily manner, in the form of a dove. And if you read chapter 4 verse 1, it says, When he came out of that Jordan, he was full of the Spirit. Jesus, full of the Spirit, left the Jordan. The Son of God was full of the Holy Spirit. We need to desire to be full of the Holy Spirit. When he was full of the Holy Spirit, the Bible says, he was led by the Holy Spirit into the wilderness. I love to be led by the Holy Spirit. It is good to walk in the leading of the Holy Spirit. Everyone you meet is an encounter. Everything you see is divine. Jesus was led by the Holy Spirit. And where was he led? Not only to green pastures, but to the wilderness. At times we think the Holy Spirit only leads us to green pastures, to things that are lovely and comfortable. But he, Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, he was led by the Holy Spirit into the wilderness to do what? Where he was tempted for 40 days. Tempted in the wilderness. And that's the spirit leading him to that place. When he came back, verse 14 says, he returned from that wilderness in the power of the spirit. How do we come back from our wildernesses? We come back drained. We come back drained, discouraged, giving up, angry, bitter. You name it. God, why? But Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, led by the Holy Spirit to the wilderness, he comes back full of power. God is looking for people who are going to come out full of power from their wilderness experiences. I've been sick. I'm coming back full of power. I've had trouble in my life. I'm coming back full of power. Jesus was full of the Holy Spirit. Let's look to a guy called Philip. He's the one we're going to talk about a lot. The Bible says he was full of the Spirit as well. If you read chapter 6 verse 5 of Acts, it says the proposal pleased the whole group. They chose Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Spirit. Also Philip. That's what the Bible says. They were choosing the deacons of the seven people to serve when they were having problems in the early church. And they chose people. The criteria they used was that people needed to be full of faith and full of the Holy Spirit. And Philip was full of the Holy Spirit. We read in Acts 8 that he went from verse 5. Philip went down to a city in Samaria and proclaimed the Messiah there. When the crowds heard Philip and saw the signs he performed, they all paid close attention to what he said. For with shrieks, impure spirits came out of many, and many who were paralyzed or lame were healed. So there was great joy in that city. 
The living Bible says on verse 7, Many evil spirits were cast out, screaming as they left their victims. The message Bible says on verse 7 as well, the last part, Men who could neither stand or walk were healed that day. I've got three propositions today about things that are not weird. That maybe as a church or as many churches these days, they've discarded those things as weird. The number one thing that I want to bring to your attention, that it is not weird to have a supernatural, personal, and real experience with the Holy Spirit. It's not weird at all to have a personal experience with the Holy Spirit. It's not weird at all to have a real experience with the Holy Spirit in your life. If we look at the early church, the Holy Spirit was a fact of experience. They were seeing the Holy Spirit operating. In our day, the Holy Spirit has become a fact of doctrine. We talk about him. We say things about him. But the early church, they knew how the Holy Spirit worked. They knew how the Holy Spirit manifested. So you can have a personal experience with the Holy Ghost. We are skeptic. Because the first thing that comes whenever we talk about the baptism of the Holy Spirit, people think, oh, tongues, what are those things? But we'll see in the word of God that it was not just tongues. And we've read chapter 1 verse 8 that it says, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit is upon you. When you are receiving power, you become full of the Holy Spirit. You are led by the Spirit. You come back full of the power of the Holy Spirit. You are a witness of God. So you can have a personal experience with the Holy Ghost. Philip is preaching in Samaria. There's this guy called Simon. He was doing magic in that place. And people for a long time believed that he was a great man from God. But when he heard Philip preach, he believed the message of Christ and received Christ. The Bible says he followed them, Philip and other people when they were teaching. And he was seeing the miracles. He was seeing people being healed. He was seeing a lot of things happening. And the Bible then says the disciples in Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received Christ. And they sent some apostles to come and lay hands on those people so that they receive the Holy Spirit. They laid hands on them. And they received the Holy Spirit. The Bible doesn't tell us what happened. But we are told they received the Holy Spirit. But what I know from there is that this guy, Philip, he took money from his pocket. And gave, said to Philip, Philip, I want the same power you have got. So that if I lay hands on people like you have done, they may also receive the Holy Spirit. And they obviously said to him, you perish with your money and all those things. But he put money to pay for the power of the Holy Ghost. He saw miracles. He didn't get money when he saw the miracles. 
He saw people being healed. He didn't pull out money. But when he saw people being prayed for, he saw something happening. And he said, I want to pay for that. I've got good news for you. You don't have to pay for that experience. It's so free. You don't have to bring any money. You don't have to bring anything. The gift of the Holy Spirit is free and available to all of us. It was a personal experience that he witnessed. That something happened when people received the Holy Spirit. Something happened. If you read chapter 10 of Acts, Peter comes to a house of this gentle called Cornelius. He was not a Jew, and Peter is preaching the word of God. And as he's preaching, the Bible says, the Holy Spirit came upon those Gentiles. And it says on verse, on verse 45, the circumcised believers who had come with Peter were astonished that the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out even on Gentiles. For they heard them speaking in tongues and praising God. They were astonished. It wasn't a special Holy Ghost session. It wasn't a special day. Peter is explaining the word like I am explaining. And the Holy Spirit came upon people. They spoke in tongues, but they also praised God. When the Holy Spirit comes upon us, at times he gives us a supernatural language. At times he gives us praise that we don't even understand. That your situations, you can't even cry out to God or praise God because of what you are facing. But when the Holy Spirit is there, he gives you joy that you don't even understand. He gives you praise that you don't even understand. You start praising him despite. You start praising him things are not well at home. You start praising him your child is sick. You start praising him you are not well yourself. You start praising him you don't know the outcome of your results that you had, that blood test that you had last week. But when the Holy Spirit comes on you, you come back from the wilderness full of power. It's possible to have that personal and real experience with the Holy Spirit. Number two, it's not weird to experience supernatural effectiveness or boldness as witnesses for Christ when the Holy Spirit is upon you. When the Holy Spirit comes, you become bold as a witness of God. It's increasingly becoming difficult to be witnesses for Christ in our day. There are places we can't speak freely about Jesus anymore. It's proving difficult at workplaces. You can't just witness to anyone. You can be sacked from work for just talking about Jesus. You can't just stand in the middle of the street because somebody will feel that you have violated them. You are challenging their beliefs. You are provoking them. You want to try and entice them. It's not easy anymore to share the gospel of Christ. That's why we need the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit comes on us, we become effective. We become bold. And these guys, let me tell you, Philip was actually running away from persecution. 
a persecution like we face now. But what I like when the Holy Spirit is in you, he leads you. Philip is led to Samaria. And there are people ready for the word of God in Samaria. When you are led by the Spirit, there is somebody out there who is just waiting for you. Just waiting for you to say God is good. Just waiting for you to say come with me to church. Just waiting for you and say where have you been? Where have you been? Just waiting for you. Why? Because we are full of the Holy Spirit. And that Holy Spirit is available to help us on a day-to-day life as we live our day-to-day lives. Philip didn't just preach to crowds. After he preached in Samaria because he was full of the Spirit, the Bible says the Spirit of the Lord took him and he went to an individual who was just riding his chariot going back to Ethiopia. And God said, that's the one, go and talk to him now. And he comes at the right time where this man is saying, I don't understand what I'm reading here. I don't understand life. I'm about to kill myself. I've tried everything. I've tried everything. I am confused. And he comes and says, fellow, do you understand what you're reading? And he says, how can I understand unless somebody explains that to me? There's somebody out there waiting for you who's just waiting for an explanation from you. And God gives us the boldness to be effective witnesses for Christ. The last thing, the number one, the number three, Thank you, guys. It's not weird to operate in the supernatural power of the Holy Spirit. It's not weird for people to be healed by God. It's not weird for people to be delivered by God. It's not weird for God to come and work in a supernatural way in our midst. That's not weird because we are seeing that in the book of Acts. The Bible says when he was preaching, spirits ran out of people. When he was preaching, those who were paralyzed, they started walking again. It's possible for God to heal. Say, well, maybe God, what if God doesn't heal? That's not my portion. I've prayed for a lot of people who didn't get healed. But I've also prayed for people who got healed. I've prayed for people who didn't get delivered. But I've also prayed for people who got delivered. That's not my portion. What I know is that God can heal. God can heal. God can deliver. God can do things. I always give an example of a lady I used to worship with in England. The time we met here, she couldn't wear high-heeled shoes. She came to church in flip-flops. She had crutches. She had a knee that was so painful that every time she had an attack, she had to end up at the emergency services. They would do the scans. They would do everything. Nothing would be found. She'd done that several times until the spirit started probing in us that this could be a spiritual thing. And we prayed for her. She was delivered from spirits. And she was healed from that pain in that knee. Uh, She's an elder at a church in England now. If you see her walking, she gets the high-heeled shoes now. 
if you see a dancing she dances in church that most people would feel embarrassed but she tells them that you don't know where I've come from you don't know how I have been where I have been God saved me God touched me it's not weird for God to bring healing to your life we're going to pray I'm just going to ask you to stand on your feet glory to Jesus glory to Jesus I just want today we have had a very really powerful and effective past few weeks today we just want to bask to linger in the presence of the Holy Spirit and just tell him Holy Spirit we know it's not weird you can touch me in a personal way I can experience you in a real way if you are not well why don't you come? You don't lose anything. In a, above all, you gain everything. Why don't you just say, God, I'm trusting you for my healing. I'm trusting you for whatever. If it doesn't heal you, he'll give you the grace to face whatever you're facing. But I believe him that he will heal you. I want you to desire to be filled to the brim with the Holy Spirit. I want you to desire to have the Holy Spirit guide you in your day-to-day -day walk. I want you to desire to have a personal encounter with the Holy Spirit. Make Him real in your life. Let's close our eyes before God. Praise the Lord. You are here. You just want a touch from the Holy Spirit. I just want you to raise your hand where you are and we're going to pray. I can see hands coming up already. Raise them high, raise them high. You're just saying, Holy Spirit, I want your touch in my life. Some of us, we are feeling cold. We need the fire of the Holy Spirit again. Some of us are feeling ill in our bodies. We need that touch of the Holy Spirit again. And you are saying, God, I just want to enjoy your presence. I want to meet with you, to encounter with you in a real way. With your hands raised, just start walking up to here, to where I am. We just start walking up to all those who are raising their hands. Please do come up here. When you come up here, I just want you to, to just present yourself before God. Just say, Holy Spirit, I'm here. Still come, continue coming as I speak. Just say, Holy Spirit, I'm available. I want to have an encounter with you. I want to meet up with you. I want you to touch me in a special way. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Glory to Jesus. Hi, thanks for listening to C3 Hobart Online. We hope you've enjoyed this message. If you'd like to know more, you can find us at c3hobart.org.au.